0: Okay. Alright, we're rolling, you're off I'll do everything from my end too, okay? Yep I'm going to make him an offer again I feel the
1: need The need For
2: speed. He's watched every movie more than once He's Stephen Fennec Go ahead Make my day He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you.
3: And I will kill you.
2: Rent final screen the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen High Sense TV.
1: Shout hello to my new friend!
2: <laughs> the best movies you've never seen. The first rule of the club is. We do not talk about micro. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long, this is the captain. Brace for impact.
0: Certainly, good advice. Brace for impact. Welcome to the latest episode of the best movies you've never seen. Welcome to the show. Thank you to everyone too for all of your kind words about the show. We do love hearing that feedback. Uh, So keep that coming. Before we get started, also, I should warn you, there is some explicit language in this episode, so it is a thing we take week to week. Rather than just labelling it explicit every week, we thought we'll take it week to week and just let you know it ahead of time. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the movie nerd that's seen everything, and I'm joined by my good mate Trevor Long, who's seen nothing, and that's why we decided to name a podcast after him.
3: <laughs> Do you know, um, since we've started this Uh, this podcast there's been a couple of big blockbusters we had top gun maverick in the cinemas and as the intro says disney movies i went and saw lightyear with my kids and there was a comment on one of my posts and it said you've gone from never watching anything to turning up to red carpet (laughs) premieres i'm becoming i'm becoming a movie guy okay i'm getting there
0: You are. well you're going to become even more of a movie guy because today we're talking about con air Wee. This was released in 1997. It's a really fun, loud, stupid action movie, uh, starring uh, Nicholas Cage, John Cusack, John Malkovich. So, and they're just some of the cast. There there are some other actors. that actually had a decent cast, directed by Simon West. Now, the screenwriter was a gentleman named Scott Rosenberg, who got the idea for the film after reading a Los Angeles Times article. He saw an article in the LA Times which was talking about the US Marshals Prisoner Transport Service and the the real life Conair program and and it transports roughly 150,000 prisoners every year and he decided to even visit the the Oklahoma City base for Conair and even took a few rides as well (laughs) and he he spent three days on the Conair plane with the convicts as they flew around the country. Wow. So what was the inspiration behind the film?
3: I love uh, that idea because I love the fact that there's, it's just someone just saw or heard of something and went, you know what, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. I'm going to find out it's real. And then
0: I'm just going to make up a story. That's it. It's exactly what he did. Um, now, remember how the Navy wanted to help out Top Gun? Remember they wanted to yes. get with it? Yep. The US Marshals who run Conair wanted nothing to do with yeah. it. <laughs> I, I could feel that's what you were going to say, yeah. Because I, felt, said, like, I uh, felt like
3: that was an open book to say, you know what, we don't really want to be involved here because we yeah. don't want too much realism because we don't want, you know, plotting criminals planning their escape <laughs> space give, on a movie.
0: We, yeah, we don't want to give people any ideas. So they thought, you know what, you can take this on your own, boys. <laughs> now, a little fun fact here. J.J. Um, Abrams apparently did a... was brought in to do a bit of a polish on the script. J.J. Abrams is... Star Wars. Great director who did Force Awakens, but he also did the remake of Star Wars, uh, so many films to his credit. But he, he was, uh, back in 1997, brought in as a, a bit of a script cleanup guy. Now, you had not seen this. I know that for a fact. Had you, did you know anything about this movie, or did the first time you heard about it was when I told you?
3: I think I'd heard of it, but no, I couldn't have placed actors, plot, concept yeah. at all. Okay. Um, so no, without a, without a trailer, I'm coming in... Not understanding what Con Air is.
0: You're coming in cold instead of yep, coming in hot. That's that right? exactly right. Okay, fair enough. Well, this was pretty well received. It was a very popular film in 1997. It was also uh, part of what they call Nicolas Cage's Holy Trinity, they reckon. Nicolas Cage had made Face Off in the same year, so 1997, co-starring uh-huh. John Travolta. And he'd also made another great film that we'll cover on the show, The Rock with Sean Connery. Okay. So that was considered by many to be his holy trinity. Now, did you know as well that the film had an Oscar nomination? Wow. But was not, not for any of the acting or production. It was for the song. Did you hear that song, How Do I Live? Do you remember at the end when, uh, or even at the beginning when he's meeting his wife? Nicholas yeah. Cage is meeting his wife. That song, How Do I Live, that was nominated for both an Oscar for Best Original Song and a Razzie for Worst Original Song. Can you believe <laughs> that? It, got, it didn't win either award, but at both ends of the spectrum, Oscar nom and a Razzie nom.
3: Would have been funny to win both, frankly.
0: That would have been genius, yeah. Now, another, another thing, too, we should mention is the film is dedicated to a gentleman named Phil Swartz. He's a special effects specialist. He actually died during filming. Oh, they had a they rigged they they had a rigged plane fell and crushed him during the production. So, oh. and do you remember last time we spoke about any someone who died on on a, during a film was the guy from Top Gun? Yeah. So that was uh, eleven years earlier that this had happened. Art Scholl was the bloke, the the plane, the pilot cameraman who died. Mm-hmm. Same producer Jerry, Jerry Bruckheimer produced oh, this, what? produced Top Gun. So double whammy for poor old Jerry Bruckheimer there. Uh, so that's why the film is dedicated to Phil Swartz. Anyway, let's lift the mood a little bit, shall we? It's your last exit <laughs> before the freeway, and if you haven't seen Con Air, you can certainly view it in style on fetch
3: fetch is easy uh, all you gotta do is search for a movie or a tv show and it'll tell you where you can watch it based on one of your streaming services or in the movie store you can rent or buy through fetch and of course a fetch box is a really simple little set top box Attach it to your tv you can have uh, one or many in your home so you can link them together so you can share your library or share your recordings if you've got the fetch mighty for your tv and stream um, channel recording fetch is available through major internet providers Aussie Broadband, Optus, and many, many more. And, of course, there is uh, a retail version you can buy directly from Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, and others. So you can get a Fetch for your own TV so you can watch movies on demand whenever you want. It's like having the old-school video store, not even at your fingertips, at your voice, because you can just ask Fetch for a movie and it'll be there for you to watch. Check it out now and all the details at Fetch online. Search them up now.
0: Alrighty, if you're still with us, we are going to talk extensively about the movie. So, we're assuming that you have watched it. Now, you have watched it. So, Trev, what are your impressions now after your first time watch? There was a
3: bit of a struggle there for me to describe this, in fact. Um, But then you said something. Stupid action. (laughs) You used those words in the intro, so I'm happy to say that. That's, like, I'm watching it going, I'm loving this. I'm enjoying it. It's it's a it's a great story. Um, it doesn't the story doesn't follow kind the norms in many ways. Lots of things happen where you go, well, hang on a minute, you just <laughs> left your wife. What are you doing, mate? Um, those kind of things, and the whole ending, uh, in Vegas, we will unpack when we, we get to that. But
0: because we do know Vegas pretty well, yes. But
3: I, I was I was trying to describe it, and that's it. It's it's an action movie, but it's just got so much silliness to it, but not
0: not too much silliness. Not that not yeah. that it's like a comedy. I love that part about it. I think is what you're trying to say. Does not take itself seriously. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So so for me,
3: uh, you know, it's one of those ones where I'm saying to people in a tweet, Conair is a whole lot of fun, a whole lot of action, and just a bloody great view. But that's right. where I'm at. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Well, I saw this in the cinema. I actually re- remember seeing this. I had, you know, they used to give you those preview tickets. To, you could see it. Uh, I think the week the day before right I, I saw this in the cinema one of the previews and it's it's what i find this is one of those movies that you it's on you think thinking oh i got i gotta keep watching this yeah get, get you in uh i like it you know as well because it's a great sounding film okay it sounds awesome if you've got a good setup it's really good looks and sounds really great and a lot of quotable lines as well i i, I do like that the, the quotability of this film also now let's move into the casting call, shall we? We mm. already know Nicholas Cage is—he uh, plays Cameron Poe, and I mentioned uh, he was in Face Off, which we're doing. The Rock, which we're doing. He was also in Leaving Las Vegas, a role for which he won the Best Actor Oscar. Did you? Know oh, really? Nicholas Cage is an Oscar winner. John Malkovich, again, a really talented, well-known, prestigious actor, mm. lent his, himself to this movie. He plays Cyrus the Virus and <laughs> another great film he was in is In the Line of Fire where he's opposite Clint Eastwood which we are definitely doing on the show. He was also in Dangerous Liaisons. Now, John Malkovich was not happy making this movie. Oh, really? Apparently during production he said the script was being written, rewritten, every day so he'd turn up to set and say you know that scene we were going to do like this we've decided to do it like this so he was a bit a bit frustrated his character was not really going going anywhere he was just worried how it was going to turn out in fact during you know how after they make the film they do their press junkets yeah during the press junkets for this film which he was committed to do he was asked why he did the film and he gave a simple answer Money. I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> he did that. John Cusack, did you recognize him? He was uh, Agent Vince Larkin. He was in Gross Point Blank, High Fidelity, and Stand By Me. Do you remember him in Stand By uh, Me? Ah, right. Yes, like, yes, his, very his, much his older so. brother who died. Yeah. Now, he considers Con Air, he's on record as saying Con Air was a bad movie, and he hated the time he spent on it. Oh, wow. But he, he admitted, he said, look, he did it because of the cash. They must have been throwing some solid cash around. And he he used that. He just, look, I said, I'm going to do this one for the money. But then he sort of thought, I'm going to use this as leverage for to make some other passion projects. So he thought, right, I'm going to star in this blockbuster so I can get some other stuff made. Interesting. And that's what he, that was his approach. Ving Rhames, do you recognize him? Nathan no. Diamond Dog. You recognize him from another movie we've done? On the show? No. Starts with a P. Psycho. I don't Ends know. in in Iction. <laughs> Pulp, Pulp fiction, uh, right. Gentle. Uh he was uh he plays the diamond dog. Dave Chappelle, I'm sure you noticed him. The comedian. Oh, well,
3: yeah, I, I was to be honest, he's so young in this yes. that I didn't I even though you gave me the millionaire question last week, I didn't still <laughs> it? It, it took me a minute before I went, hang on, that's Chappelle yeah. like Chappelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that, was, that was a strange one to me. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was interesting.
0: He plays uh, Pinball. But he did you know he was in a couple other movies? Did you know he was in A Star Who's Born? You know, the recent film with Lady Gaga, wow. Bobby Cooper, he was in that. He was also in The Nutty Professor as well with uh, Eddie Murphy. Okay. Anyway, we're up to our run through. And before we do that, let's talk about our other great sponsor, and that is Hisense. If you're in the market for large screen TV, then Hisense has a range for you. They now have TVs up to 98 inches. Now, that's that's certainly going big or going home. The 98 inch is in their ULED range. And of course, there are 75 and 85 inches if you just don't quite want to go up that big. That the Hisense range of TVs, they have their ULED TVs, they've also got their mini LED range, also, and they're reintroducing an OLED model to the lineup as well. So, Hisense giving you plenty of variety if you are looking to in, to, to get a brand new TV to watch all these great movies that we talk about. And not only do they all have great, great video quality but also great audio quality as well. And we're talking Dolby Atmos. They have Dolby Vision IQ on board as well. So you're getting the whole experience, both visually and audio. It's a great experience to watch all of these great movies that we talk about on a massive screen. It also has the VDAU operating system on board as well, so really easy to get to your content, really easy to control the TV. They also have a smartphone companion app as well, so you can control your TV from your phone as if it's like a traditional remote control, so no more fighting over the remote. If you've got a phone, you can control the telly. Hisense TVs also come with a three-year warranty, one of the only TV brands to offer that long a warranty, so they really back their products. So if you want to check out a new TV, why not check out Hisense, look at their website, hisense.com.au. Trevor, strap, strap in. in. <laughs> we are talking about Conair, and I like this little, it starts off with a little bit of a background about the Army Rangers mm. and how the big thing, and this comes back later in the movie, They they complete the mission, but the one thing, never leave a man behind. Yes. That comes into play later. Now, we we find out that Cameron Poe is a ranger. So he's one of these really brave army dudes. Uh, and he's coming home to Mobile. Is it all Mobile? Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama. And he's sort of having a little bit of a homecoming. He's uh, dressed up in his uniform, and he's into the bar. And he, he finds he, he he goes up to Trisha, his girlfriend, who's working in the bar, mm. despite her being pregnant. Did you find that a little bit odd? She's preggers and still working in the bar. Oh, she's all I right. Old. She can work
3: into as yeah, far as she yeah. wants to.
0: Well, he uh, they go they go there, and he he sees her for the first time. Obviously, for a while, and obviously very happy to to, to see each other. He even talks to her belly. I thought that was a little cute. A little bit cute. Yeah. But don't you find it irritating when these other dudes in the bar interrupt?
1: <laughs> this is a special occasion. If you don't mind, I like to spend a dance with my wife. Tell you what, soldier dick. Why don't you go buy me and my buddies around? Hey, Cameron, no. that
2: ain't worth it. Hey. Come on, Daddy, let's dance. Oh,
1: chicken shit. Because of pussies like you, we lost Vietnam, I'll tell you that.
0: Couldn't you tell that they're thinking? Okay, something's going to happen
3: here. Yeah, like this is the greatest setup because yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of things. You, I mean, a, his accent. I love I love Nick yeah. Nicholas Cage's accent here. B, she says, Cameron, stop, it's not worth it. So he's got yeah. a hot temper. Like he's yes, he's prone to go off, which yes. is you know.
0: She, she said. She said. I hope that army guy, the army made that guy grow up. I think so. She. We do know that he's a bit of a trigger trigger mm. man. Yes. So. Uh, that, that was explained pretty clearly. But then we see the next scene is they're sort of they're, they're heading home, you know, they're getting out there, It's raining outside. And these three dudes turn up again. They jump and in. They, they, they jump in. And one of them pulls a knife on the dude though. Like and he's he just, little, he's it's a, a, it's a, a fair
3: little ding dong battle. And then he just gives him a full hard yeah. knock, kn- knocks him out. And I, I, you know what? I immediately went, Oh, he's dead. Like yeah. the whole point here is he's dead. Yes. <laughs>
0: So sort of manslaughter straight up there. Yeah. But did you see now how the one of the other dudes took, the, grabbed the knife off the ground? So there's, so there's no evidence that there was a knife. Ah, yeah, right. that he away if you look closely. Next thing we see is in court. And, of course, he's battling with his lawyer. He says, well, I'm not going to plead guilty. I did nothing wrong. So there's mm. that, that dilemma as well. But are they actually convince him if he doesn't plead guilty, they're saying he could get 10 years. So he decides to plead guilty. And gets he gets he finds the judge rules because of his military skills he gets sentenced for seven to ten years
3: so he gets he essentially gets what he he was trying to avoid yeah like his whole point here and it's funny because you know I watch enough uh, you know courtroom dramas TV was to know this that's right just this scene is like a double episode of law and order like do you know <laughs> what I mean like he, he's, he's trying to be, they're trying to convince him to take the plea. He's like, no, then yeah. he does. And then he gets screwed over by the judge. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy.
0: Now the judge that sentences him memory, when he was making his sentence, he was saying that he can't be judged like a regular civilian.
3: Hmm. Yeah. He was,
0: he was mentioning that, that that is apparently a bit of a, a myth that people trained in combat. Like if you're a soldier, if you're a martial artist, you know how they, they say oh you got to register yourself like a deadly weapon you know you, mm. the rules are a bit harsher on you That's that's all false Oh that's really great. The fact that he was held he was held to a higher, higher standard, standard because of his. he was basically it was self defense he kind of got gypped. the judge jipped mm. him because yeah. he thought mate I'm just defending myself the fact that I'm a I'm good at what I do that's not my problem that's the bloke attacking me's problem Yeah So that was uh, unfortunate Next thing we see, though, he's uh, he's gone a jar. and I do like this sequence where they have to sort of squeeze squeeze the time in. yeah, so they got they really, gotta squeeze
3: years yeah. into yeah. because at this point, I'm thinking, hang on what, like what is this movie going to be the great escape? like you know what, what where is it? <laughs> like what is because if you think about it, in the totality of this movie, everything we're talking about here is just a very mere moment yeah, it's in time setup,
0: it's hardly a day, yeah.
3: But, they, but they, they cast, you know, years into into scenes around the jail.
0: They do it very cleverly, too, with these letters. Dearest Tricia, I think of you always. Your smile, your laugh.
1: I'm not angry. The blame's got to fall on me. I am, however, torn apart when I think that I won't be there to see our child come into the world,
0: cradled in your arms, and a first smile. So that was at the very start. So. Yep. You see, like this little sequence. It's like a montage of him uh, mm. over the years. Uh, you know, his hair's getting longer, and he's learning various things. I think he, it's a book of origami and Spanish and everything. Uh, he and he mentions the fact that you know we we find out that Casey's born, she's growing up. You see the pictures mm. on the wall, the little drawings. A really good, really good way to illustrate that passage of time. Uh, and then, the he, other he, thing
3: it illustrates is it illustrates that that he hasn't um, been cut off. Because obviously, one of the things about Killing someone and going to jail and leaving a you know a, a mother of an unborn child to to you know raise a child is do they stay together? And so this this whole yes. montage makes it very clear that he is still passionately in love and that yes. she's clearly reciprocating. like there's no doubt about their relationship yeah, in this absolutely in this
0: absolutely scene. right. and and when she's old enough, even Casey writes her own letter.
3: Dear Dad, Are you ever coming home?
0: Dear Casey, of course I'm coming home. You're just a little while longer, and all the things we miss doing together, you can be sure we'll do. So, so we've seen. She's at an age now; she's like she's like five or six now. So, uh, I like how they've squeezed all of that. Now, um, I think he says uh, we learn. We see that he's learning Spanish. He's exercising. He even, he's get the origami book. do you see that? He makes little mm, origami. Yes. I think he says, "I will break out the fine china. I'm coming home to my ladies." And one of the one of the letters mentions uh, July fourteenth. Yes, it happens to be Casey's birthday. Now, all the events of the movie take place on that day, so it's her birthday. It's the day he's getting out. That was convenient. July the fourteenth is mentioned often, and it's the date of a very famous and historic prison break. It's the fr- the day the French Revolution started, July fourteenth, seventeen eighty nine. So it's Bastille Day. Right. So it's kind of the he's he's leaving prison. And so I think the writer just want not have a – what date can we do it? Oh, let's make it Bastille Day. Right. <laughs> it creates that little bit, of, uh, a little bit of symmetry there about a prison break. So we, we know he's coming home. He's uh, He's got a bunny rabbit. Remember, he bought the bunny rabbit. He goes, I can't yep. go home empty-handed. No, that's right. And uh, he's you see the certificate of parole. So really nice, another visual yep. thing to say he's got his parole. Uh, he's leaving the cell. He's carrying his boxes. Next thing we see – is the Jailbird. This is the old Conair plane itself. Uh, and I like, again, a nice little commentary about what it does. It flies 155,000 prisoners around the country annually. Yes. It actually does. Populating – they say we're populating a new penitentiary, so they're taking prisoners from one place and bringing them to another. Yeah. Why they would combine them with people on parole who are leaving, I don't know. But Well, they, the- they
3: no, they do, they do broadly mention that. It's just like a – it's a convenience thing. It's just the simplest yeah. way to do it and – because you're right, it makes no sense that there would be such high risk and low risk customers, prisoners, customers. On, <laughs> yeah. on on a flight. It just it just makes zero yeah. sense.
0: Now we do see also that uh, on the on the bus on the way to Conair that we know there's a female officer who's in, who's on there. We know yep. we hear more from her later, and his mate uh, Odell, which is Baby-O, I think they call him, who needs his insulin. Yes. Okay, we'll show. give it to you. So again, that sort of the puts puts a pin in a couple of little plot points there yep. where we're, we're gonna come back to that. Um and the plane itself, did you did you it, we, that, that looked pretty cool? The actual yeah. bird plane used during the filming was I think it was a C one one thirty three. It was used during the flight scenes uh The actual plane itself was actually had a series of owners over the years. So it was was owned by the military to start with. Then it was privately owned as well. Now, in December 2003, it was sold to the All West Freight Incorporated. So uh, that was in, in, in Alaska. And on August the 1st, 2010, it crashed and killed all three people on board.
3: Oh wow! So had
0: a checkered history after the making of this film. So the company that bought <laughs> it crashed it. <coughs>
3: three people died on it. There you go.
0: Now ahead of the flight, we do know that there is a DEA agent that's going to be on board. Did you see this? Well, we first see the dude the, arrive the in his car, right? So the, uh, Malloy, his name is. Yep. Um, he parks his car there, so we think this bloke's a bit of a teddy boy. Um, did you notice the car he was driving? Did you recognize yeah, the car? The Corvette. Oh, there you go. It's 1967 Corvette Stingray to be to be clear. So the C2, which at the time of filming would have been about 40,000 bucks US. So that's it about right for you?
3: Yeah, it's about right. It's the yeah. car all the astronauts drove. Is that right? Okay. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Hmm. Coming out in the so in the 60s, of course. Yeah. Fancy, fancy. Now, the prisoners all arrive on the bus and they they see that Again, Larkin, who's uh, the John Cusack character, has a little bit of commentary saying, oh, we've got an all-star flight here. We do learn there's a guy undercover. Yes. Because there is a Mexican guy coming on later.
3: Yeah. So they're essentially planting someone on the flight because they want to get intel from this Mexican then, but then he, he finds out that he can't be armed, and so you've got the the Con Air people, and yes. then this drug enforcement, do two different government agencies. One says Con Air says no, there's no we- there's literally oh, no carrying. weapons on board yeah, here. No yeah. And the DEA guys like no, absolutely not. And then he agrees. Well, he doesn't really because he yeah. actually then shuffles <laughs> we, one in.
0: Yeah, we find out later. But I do like this next scene where the prisoners start getting off the bus, and yeah. then the introduction start before we see. Billy Bedlam and how he's a mass murderer and he drove across four states and killed the (laughs) victim (laughs) families and their dog and everything. Then we see Nathan Jones, diamond dog as well. But also we hear about Cyrus the the virus. His name is Cyrus Grissom, AKA Cyrus the virus, 39 years old,
2: 25 of them spent in our institution. But he's bettered himself inside, earned two degrees, including his Juris Doctor. He also killed 11 fellow inmates, incited three riots, and
0: escaped twice. Likes to brag that he killed more men than cancer. So his reputation precedes him here, and uh, that, that's pretty cool. I do love it, though, when Cameron Poe's getting on board and the officer takes the the picture of his daughter out of his pocket. Memory says, he goes, I'm going to get that back later, buddy.
3: Yeah, he said and that to him. He's like, hand him in. I'm going to get that yeah. back.
0: Yeah. Very smart and then said, thing to say. Remember, Malloy goes over to his DEA agent. He goes, let me do this check. Remember, he goes, I'll check yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. He goes and puts a little sock. He puts a gun in his sock. He says, righto, yeah. there you yeah. go. Plot so hole.
3: Of, there's a lot of people watching. I'm not sure how he got that done. Let's be clear. Yeah,
0: right. But I do love that same guard that took the photo of Poe. I do love his welcome to all the prisoners on board.
2: Well, Welcome aboard. My, my, as I look around, I see a lot of celebrities among us. I see 11 current affairs, two hard copies, and a genuine Geraldo interviewee. But I gotta tell you, gentlemen, none of this impresses me. Because we have rules on this aircraft, and they're gonna be enforced. It's a lot like kindergarten. You'll keep your hands to yourself, you keep the decibel level down, and if any of you should feel the need to scream, spit, or bite, you get the treatment. Fuck you, pig. Gag and bag this Nazi muffin. <laughs> See, this kind of thing puts me in a foul mood. These rules will be enforced. There's a hint of trouble. If any of you so much as passes gas in my direction, if that's my delicate nasal passages, your testicles will become my personal property. (laughs) Ah,
3: ah, 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 ah. It's a good bit of writing, isn't it?
0: I love it. Just the whole thing from
3: I see, We've got some celebrities (laughs) on board. The hard copy, the genuine Geraldo interview. Very good. I I love those lines.
0: I like it. He says, bag this Nazi muffin. (laughs) He says... But then we see uh, Cyrus is in his own little cage. Did you notice this? He's in his own mm. little cage. And next, out, just outside the cage is um, Johnny 23, who is apparently a notorious rapist.
1: Call me Johnny 600 if they knew the truth. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have quite the same ring to it. Anyway, I despise rapists. For me, you're somewhere between a cockroach and that white stuff that accumulates at the corner of your mouth when you're really thirsty. But...
3: In your case, I'll make an exception. <laughs> in your case, I'll make an exception. And the so thing I love about this is, it's kind of, it's kind of a critical part of the the jail yard um, mentality, isn't it? You know, yeah. There is a hatred of, you know, pedophiles. You know, there's there's yeah. a lot of, you know, uh, uh, petty criminals or even murderers. You know, look at sex criminals in a completely different way. It's it's fascinating, and I think it's well well portrayed.
0: Well, next bit here is when the shit hits the fan. Let's just say yep. and, uh, we see a close up of uh, of Cyrus and Diamond Dog pulling pins out of their skin. It does
3: escalate very quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, it this does, is like it's, it's
0: not. Them, yeah, they're basically just off the ground. Yeah, and so they've got. I don't know how the pin would. I oh know they put them in their skin. Up, I don't know oh, you know, they,
3: it's they've basically just put they it they under their skin. You know, a lot of pain, but yeah. the only way they can be patted down and not found.
0: And uh, so they use the pins to undo the handcuffs. And what about this bit where Pinball, which is Chappelle, coughs like he he sort of coughs up something. He's, mm-hmm. you, you know that he, he he sort of like vomits up this this thing. You see, it's this little packet, and it's like the fuel and a match. Yeah. And he's thinking, what the hell? And, and he says to the guy next to him, who's an Indian, a Native American, saying, "Listen, sorry about this, but you know, don't hate me later." And he sprays him with the fuel and lights with the fuel him and on. lights <laughs> him on fire. And that's what that sets up the the distraction, the the diversion, and then they the keys are stolen, and everything happens as you said really quickly, and mm. we suddenly find that they've got control of the aircraft, and and the pilot, I think they hear the kerfuffle, the pilot comes out, Cyrus uh, waits near the door, grabs grabs the uh, the gun off the guy. And I think he ends up shooting three three of the prisoners. Shoots
3: one, shoots one of the guys that was bagged, and so it's like he's just shot through yeah. the bag, and it's, oh, it's yeah. just so he's on. Uh,
0: he's so <laughs> we 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 know that's uh, that the the plane is kind of in in enemy hands here. Yeah. Uh, but he also we we see though that the he does make it into the cockpit to warn the other pilot. Oh my God! Say there
1: was a disturbance, but everything's under control. Say it, or I will kill you. Without me, you've got nobody to fly the plane. I never think that far ahead. All right, I'm doing it. Just take it easy. And if you say a word about this over the radio, the next wings you see will belong to the flies buzzing over your rotting corpse.
0: (laughs) He's got the best lines, Cyrus, and including this one where when he's got control of the plane, he says this. Welcome to Con Air. (laughs) The name of the movie. I love it when they say the name of the movie. (laughs) <laughs> now the a little a bit of uh, a little bit of uh, facts here for you. My yeah, yeah, the pilot's cabin is supposed to be made of bulletproof steel. Mm. It's got it's got a heavy-duty bulletproof door, so that's why Cyrus had to wait for the pilot. Of right? So the other pilot, though, he had the he could have locked himself in there, like the the. The, the, because because the the door was the the door was opened by the other pilot and he said look to get the lockbox go out with a gun they could have just sat in there and just returned to the airfield they didn't have to do anything yeah true because it was they were protected that's kind of a little plot hole there I reckon no I agree anyway, I agree yeah. anyway the uh, we move out they they let all the prisoners they release all the prisoners uh, from their cuffs yeah and. Uh, then we see Johnny twenty John, Johnny twenty three come up, go up he to eyeballs straight uh, up. He uh, eye, eye, yeah. eyeballs
3: the female officer and um, decides uh, Johnny twenty four could be uh, my new nickname.
0: That's right. And but Poe uh, again, his his better judgment, his conscience sort of comes comes through here, and uh, he takes action. I can't
1: allow that. You know what I am. Ugly all day. (laughs) This ain't happening. Not here. Not now. What's happening? Hey! Relax. He's right. Not here. Not now. Do you fly, Johnny? No. You keep that in mind when you look at her, because if your dick jumps out of your pants, (laughs) you jump out of this plane.
3: Great line. You're right about his
0: lines. Absolutely.
3: Oh, yeah. I don't know what well, ugly every day
0: is ugly a crap. Who you know who I am? Yeah, ugly every day. I'm going to use that, mate. I'm to use that one. So we see now though that uh, the, the the dilemma here is that they need look how many are on. They've got to go to Carson City, how many yep. on, how many off. And so they've got to work that out. So while I think Chappelle was, was um releasing all the prisoners and the DEA agent, remember he had the cuffs around his ankles, he was yes. worried that they're gonna discover the gun. And anyway, he he ends up pulling pulling his gun. He's an idiot. takes old uh, takes old pinball takes him hostage.
1: You know, the next time you choose a human shield, you're better
0: off not picking a two bit Negro crackhead.
1: Hey, shut
0: <laughs> up. Like he goes, hey.
2: <laughs>
0: anyway, long story short, the agent shot dead. Um, and the agent's a goose. Long story agent, short, yeah, should have just should have held his fire for a little bit. Uh, They realize, though, that when they do the head count, they're three white guys short. Yes. So they're thinking, what the hell are we going to do? We'll we'll ask for volunteers to get off the plane. Now, you'd think in this instance, they're they're expecting white men, of course, and just to help them. They said, oh, there happens to be a sandstorm as well down in Carson City. Of course. So that's going to help them a little bit. Now, I like this bit where we sort of cut to a cell inspection of for Cyrus's cell. Do you remember this? So where yeah. it was uh, being being held. Um, and uh, you, you see that they're in there investigating something. They, they think, oh, what's this? They find this, little odd, this odd little thing in the bottom of his cell where it's like the cement is soft and they start digging through the wall. Cut back, of course, to on the plane, Poe. Who thought how this is our chance to get off here? and yeah. he thought, you know what? I, I'm changing my mind. He sees the woman, the officer, still on board, and she says, "Look, I can't. What will, my, what will my little girl think of me if I leave this woman behind?"
3: Yeah, his first weird so, decision is to. Yeah. Uh, well, he
0: said, "Look, I've got to stay on board here to help <laughs> people, right?" So, what would she think of me? I think is what he was he's thinking. Yeah. And he does and, and do you like this bit where he gets the his picture of these? Goes back yeah, it goes uh, back
3: to the prison guy. He goes, I told you yeah, to get that
0: back. So I think he also was trying to work out uh, a way to get uh, the a tape recorder on right. the, the, onto the um into the officer's shirt as well. Now uh we find though, back in Cyrus's cell, they've actually come up they've found something.
1: I got a lot of weird shit down
0: here. What is it?
2: This looks like the drawing of a plane.
0: Who cell is that? the virus. drawings of a plane virus is thinking what the hell's going on? Because here? you know, the thing that's, this does they is don't it, know. It, they don't know that the plane That's right. They got
3: no out. idea that anything's yeah. gone wrong there, but what they do now realize. And this what this does is nicely sets up hang on. All these guys just suddenly had pins to un, un- lock It sets yeah. up this was a very yeah. well coordinated and planned thing. And again, yeah. it's very short shank. you know, behind the behind the lady picture is the is the Or well, this is very much, you know, he's He's chipped his way through the wall, and that's where he's been keeping all his his stuff.
0: Yeah. If well, if that was if that was Shawshank, well, the next introduction of the next prisoner was definitely Hannibal Lecter style.
2: Shit, that's Garland Green, man. I'm Mariana Mangler. That skinny little man butchered thirty-something people up and down the Eastern Seaboard. You see the way he killed those
0: people? Makes the Manson family look like the Partridge family. Huh. Huh. Well, he's on the right fly. So that was uh, that was actually Steve Buscemi who plays yes. Garland Green. Uh, I, I quite like his role in this movie. Uh, we also see here that one of the plans was to take out the tra- transponder on the on the on Con Air yep. and put it in a light plane. Remember, Pinball heads over to do that. New prisoners are getting on. Meanwhile, back in Cyrus's cell, they find a picture of the Last Supper. Yes. And it was like a little bit of cardboard with all holes cut out of it.
3: And he, he puts it up against the – is it the Bible yeah. or the
0: book? Yeah, he yeah. opens it up and he, it reads a message. And they're thinking, what the hell? So Larkin, who was at the cell, leaves. And they, they, they come across a box and he, he – As says, he leaves, he says, yeah. don't touch a don't thing. Touch anything else. And it, t- it even said on the box, do not open. <laughs> and they thought, oh, stuff this. And they opened it and uh, it went kaboom. Did that surprise you? Destroyed there destroyed everything.
3: Well, as soon trap? as he said, "Don't touch anything," I knew something was going to go down.
0: Yeah, but the, here's the thing, right about this, Cyrus, who he's planned this out meticulously, right? Do you reckon it was smart of him to leave all that evidence behind? Why would he do that? Well, How could he take it? it I mean, booby- that's the thing. Do you really wanted to booby trap it? Like, how could he destroy it? Like, I thought. I think he, he booby trapped it,
3: it because he out. knew he couldn't take it. You can't just right. take. Uh, a big, you know, uh, a, A1 a sheet of, uh, uh, you know, plane plans with you when you're changing yeah. prisons.
0: Okay. Now, uh, we're on the, the bus with the prisoners that have yeah. come off off the uh, the plane. And I like how the guards, the actual, some of the people that are disguised as prisoners are actually some of the other guards. The other
3: guards, yes. And they've built, they're built them up. And, <laughs> and they've, they've taped up their mouths. Because, again, you think, how are you going to get them off? They've taped up the mouse and they've said, listen, they're just being, they're being ruckus, so we, we've shut them up.
0: Yeah, but one of them who was laying into one of the who what he who we thought was a prisoner was actually the guard that Poe put the tape recorder in. Yeah. And then he, when he sees this broken tape recorder spill out onto the floor, he thought, "Hang on, something something's doing here." Code red, code red. Yeah, well the guard, remember the guard came out onto the tarmac and uh and I think Cyrus he just shot him point blank. And then Cuz this uh, is the Chappelle, point.
3: This is the point where Chappelle's character had been planning the transponder on an old uh, on another plane, like a tourist yeah. plane, yes. and he hears he hears the engines fire up. So he's running around running and running, and he's like, it's funny because he's waving at him and everything. Yeah, he's waving he, through he, the window.
0: The Indian that he burned, I think he sees him through the through the window, and I think he it yes. And that's
3: uh,
0: and then we see him suddenly sort of forced to the ground, but we just, we don't know what happened to him. Just
3: yes, just, well, he he fell over yeah. trying to chase the plane. Is what that's you assume right. at that yeah, point. Yeah.
0: So, uh, planes taken off, transponders in the other plane. I like it was Uncle Bob's Tours plane. You see that one? Yeah. Now, just on the transponder, okay, here's another little thing. I don't think the research for this movie was actually up to speed, right? The transponder that they took off the Conair was actually just the remote control head. It wasn't the actual transponder, which is a much bigger unit. Uh, and it's it one the... Multi contact connector, so one little battery couldn't power it. It needs more power than one little. Remember the little battery put on it. So even if it was, if it, even if it could operate on its own, it w- it would need the both parts. It's of- a movie,
3: come uh, the farm.
0: Uh, having having two transponders on one aircraft. Remember there was already a transponder yes. on the Having two transponders, they would have detected it straight away, and they would it would have been it would have give uh, raised a collision alarm. Uh, On Uncle Bob's plane. So, yeah. But that's just the reality. I know that we try to sort of put that to to the side for this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, back at HQ, they realize they've got the plane. Conair has been taken over. And they find out as well that the agent is dead. Agent Sims. Yeah. Uh, So here begins the battle between Larkin and Malloy to work out, what the hell do we do here? I like I like how his boss says, "Look, contingency plans for this stuff don't even exist. What are yep. we gonna do?" <laughs> they're worried about what's going to happen. So meanwhile, um, they let on on board Conair. Garland Green's let out of his cage. I like how Cyrus says to him, "Love your work." He sort yeah. of implies <laughs> yeah. his uh, his criminality. Poe goes to the cockpit, but uh, they also do get a call from the ground.
1: Cyrus Grissom, do you copy? Cyrus Grissom, do you copy? Yes, I copy. Identify yourself. This is United States Marshal Vince Larkin. Duncan Malloy of the DEA. Oh, Agent Malloy. I'm so sorry about your associate. Nothing is quite as sad as seeing a grown man pissing his pants. Listen, Grissom, you puny fucking animal. When I get Mm -hmm. through with you, you'll be begging him for Uh, the election. Hey, I don't like him. If he speaks again, this conversation is terminated. He doesn't want to talk again. Really? He's done talking. He's leaving the building, okay? Good, then I'll talk to you. Here are the rules. First I ask a question, then you ask a question. Okay, what's your question? In Carson City, your bulls were on to us. How? One of the guards. One of the guards. One of the guards faked a heart attack and we had to remove his restraints. All right? I see, and what's your question? Where are you going with my plane, Cyrus? We're going to Disneyland. (laughs) We're flying, Cyrus.
0: So are you, Vince. So game on there. and It's po, an interesting which, thing there because
3: because Cyrus has detected that the guard heart attack story is a lie. Like
0: yeah. that's what he says there. So are you. You're lying too. Yeah, he's he's got a good sense for that, huh? Yes. We do learn, though, that uh, Poe goes into the cockpit to ask where they're going and he tells him we're going to Lerner Airfield, which is 49 minutes from anywhere. So it's yep. a really remote area. In HQ, Poe's wife turns up. Yep. She's told about Con Air and what's happened, how it's been taken taken over. Yep. Uh, back on board, we see Poe uh, talking to Diamond Dog about what his intentions are. I was just wondering what a black militant, uh, that would be you,
2: was doing taking orders from a white boy on a power trip. Don't you think that's strange? It's a means to an end, my white friend. A means to an end. See, I just can play house nigga till we get to where we're going. And
0: then the day of the dog begins. The day of the dog. begins. Mm. So we see everyone's got a bit of an agenda here. We know that yep. something's happening. Um, now uh, we see all, all the other, they're, they're, they're roaming free on the plane. I think uh, they, he, I think Poe meets Garland green for the first time as well. Back at HQ though, we, we learned that Poe uh, is hitching a ride home. And, but you know what? Uh, Locken has a feeling about him, though. Here's the jacket on Cameron Poe. His wife's on the way here now. U.S. Ranger, highly
2: decorated. Did a little hell-raising when he was a kid, but nothing serious. Explain to me why any of this matters. Fact one, we got a plane up there filled with killers, rapists, and thieves, and we got this guy Cameron Poe. In on an involuntary manslaughter beef, non-gang affiliated. He's a parolee, hitching a ride home. Fact two, Poe has a chance to get off the plane. Doesn't do it. Fact three, our guard Falzon said a convict named Cameron Poe planted Sim's tape recorder on him. These are interesting facts. You do the math on this, and we got an ally
0: on that plane. Yeah. Yeah, so he worked it out. And again, this, this paints the picture
3: of Larkin being not the hard-ass that Malloy thinks he is. He's, he's actually a bloody smart agent.
0: Yeah, yeah, smart U.S. Marshal. But then there's the argument, though, about who's in charge and what do they do? When exactly did this become a DEA jurisdiction? The second the DEA agent was murdered. I am authorized to bring Agent Sims killers to justice using, and I quote, all necessary means. That does not include shooting down my plane. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Is that right? Tell me you're not seriously
2: entertaining this. Vince, game. this is a drastic situation we got. Those are our men up there. All of whom signed the no hostage clause. They know the score. Who are you to decide the value of a man's life? There are innocent people up there.
0: So the, the one of the thoughts was, let's just shoot it down. So you're thinking, whoa, what do we Well, do? I
3: mean, you know, but it's interesting because there would be these kind of discussions. Yeah. It's like, okay, we, our DEA guy's dead. Yep. Um, we've got a plane full of hostile, worst of the worst criminals. Yep. Well, I mean, you take it out in a remote area.
0: Yeah. You're only losing some marshals, right? Just on that, I'm just wondering if this was a, would be a different movie if it was made post 9-11. So don't forget, this was 97 two thousand one was I think 9/11. the
3: I think your earlier point about the cockpit being sealed and everything yeah. we all know that now.
0: Yes. But like that's a commercial jets have that.
3: Yes. That's the only plot hole that kind of stands out in, in, in
0: a post nine eleven world. But what I'm thinking, if this was made post one of the thoughts would be well they could just use this plane as a weapon. They could fly this uh, building yeah. or You know yeah. what I mean? So the, the the um motivation to shoot the plane down would have been far greater and would yes. have been probably an easier option at that time. But that for It was pre-9-11. And it's a uh, movie. And it's a movie. That's right. (laughs) I've got to keep reminding myself about that, funny enough. Now, Conair, back on board, they're saying, look, the landing gear's not going up properly. So Diamond Dog says to Poe, mate, head downstairs to check out the landing gear. Yeah. Uh, and just just uh, FYI, the C one two three aircraft does not have a lower compartment as shown in the movie. Okay, uh. no, it's only a movie, but it doesn't have that. It's just a little convenient little thing they put in there to uh, that, that doesn't exist. But they go, he goes down there, finds pinball, pinball yes. squished by the yes. landing gear, by the landing gear. But how's this right? This I love is great. I, I love he, this he, scene.
3: He, 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 he has, has he the has wind. the presence of mind. Right, Poe yes. has the presence of mind to go. Hang on a minute. He's now he's now aware of Larkin's name. Um he's he's got this thing, this dead weight, he's got to drop him. Yeah. So he writes on his shirt. Yeah. He writes Larkin's I, name on his shirt and drops how, him from how, the sky.
0: How, I love though, as he's falling down, we see <laughs> you thinking you probably thought, I know how this is gonna end, right? So I love it how these this little this old couple in a car. Ah. Oh boy.
2: You see that? See? Every time I get a wax, I get 10 feet from the car wash and then pop. Bird shit. Well, it's supposed to be good luck.
1: <laughs> Lights changed.
0: Oh, damn. It's supposed to be good luck.
3: It's, it's very bad. George Costanza-esque, uh, <laughs> this one.
0: Yes, you go. Yeah, that was a good parking spot. I Old still mate in his great polished car. I still to this day between my wife and I, we always talk about getting the Costanza spot. Whenever we get a good parking spot, we always <laughs> yeah. get uh, yeah. the Costanza spot. Anyway, back to Conair here. Uh, mm. At HQ, uh, Poe's told Poe's wife's told about Conair. Uh, told that he didn't get off the plane when he had the opportunity. Yeah, she says, "Look, I've been waiting for this day for, for eight years, and he's got a little girl, little girl to come home to." Which is basically her
3: way of saying to to Larkin, this makes no sense. Like, why, why would he do that? Like, she's conveying yeah. and essentially reinforcing Larkin's suspicions that this guy's actually now acting yeah. on their behalf because, oh, hang on, what's going on here? And this is when Larkin gets the phone call from, like, a completely random, yeah. you know, kind of police chief, isn't it? You know, it's like yeah. the police chief in Fresno, and he goes, listen, uh, what do you, you call me for? He's like, man, I've got a body with your name on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to get your names written all over it. He goes, what does this got Literally. Do? And so we find out that the, the, the note that they rang, the, the, that he wrote, he tells him about Learner Airfield. So it's Yes. There. So uh, he's thinking, well, I need to get to Learner Airfield. And he's thinking, well, how do I get there? And I think one of the guys goes, if you've got a fast car, you could probably get there pretty soon. Yeah. So Cause, what cause does he
3: because he, he calls the. He calls the others and they're like, the he tells yeah, them they're, they're chasing up. the wrong plane. They yep. tell him to yeah, go
0: away. To put his head in, the yeah, air for sure.
3: And the best bit is he thinks, how am I going to get there?
0: Yes. And
3: you then stop. he looks at the Corvette and he goes, <laughs> that's going to get me there.
0: He thinks, the yeah, Malloy's car. And why would he leave the keys in it? How does that work? Do well, he's, know, he's a smarmy,
3: smart yes. ass. Okay. He's on an airfield. It's not like it's in public. It's, yeah, you know,
0: fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but in uh, back back on board uh, I do like this line where they're they're in that bottom compartment and we see that one of the other criminals I think one of the, the fir- one of the first criminals introduced one of the mm. mass murderers he's got um Po's bunny rabbit in his hand yeah and I like his line put the bunny back in the box <laughs> quite like that great line now he also works out I think this dude was going through his papers he finds out his parole form and he says to him, he "Goes, mate, you are a free man. What the hell?" Because do you
3: think he's about? been uh, Nicholas Cage's character has been portraying that he is, yeah, you know, one of like the worst the, of the worst. He, he, yeah, he he's doesn't like, want them to know he was uh, getting freed on parole because that would blow his cover of being on the plane. So, yeah. this is now essentially his way of, uh, you know, potentially uncovering this,
0: yeah. this little uh, little white lie. That's right. And uh, he they have a little fight, and uh, as as what happens in some action movies, he gets impaled on a on a on a broken piece of pipe yeah it's don't a really know that, don't know where that happened life. to be in the luggage compartment <laughs> yeah but it was yeah. there unlucky for the dude anyway he's dead cut to uncle bob's scenic tours i think they were going around the grand canyon or something where were they yeah
3: it looked like the grand canyon it looked like a grand canyon <laughs> tour for for all
0: the world yeah and then they see that uh all these army helicopters and they're thinking who, who the hell are we looking for here and uh that was a bit of a boo-boo but then, you know what? Garland Green speaks up. He notices something about, uh, you know, he notices that Nicholas Cage went down with another dude.
1: Two went down. One came up.
0: What am I fault?
2: Well, you don't have to tell me. Most murders are crimes of necessity rather than desire, but the great ones, Dahmer, Gacy, Bundy, they did it because it excited them. Don't you... I got nothing in common with them, with you. Don't you talk to me. They were insane. Now you're talking semantics. What if I told you insane was working 50 hours a week in some office for 50 years, at the end of which they tell you to piss off, ending up in some retirement village, hoping to die before suffering the indignity of
0: trying to make it to the toilet on time? Wouldn't you consider that to be insane? He's quite a philosophical guy. Honestly, order at Murder, hey? if
3: you don't pause to thought when he's to think when he says that, I don't know what's going on in your life. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's quite, well, one of the funny, I don't know what, what, you, what you call it, but it's just one of the really funny things about this movie that you're not sitting here watching this, as we've called it, stupid action movie. At any point thinking you're going to have a philosophical thought, <laughs> but it's genuinely real, well, right? its a, well, I thought it was a really well scripted
0: and, and well yeah. placed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. I, I like how uh, um, Poe says, look, feel free not to share anything with me. You're insane. Yeah. <laughs> Back at Lerner, uh, Larkin arrives in the car. He actually gets there before the plane, would you believe? In Remarkable. The this be arrives in a little garage, he finds. Conair's approaching. Larkin goes up to the tower and finds the operator's been murdered. Goodbye. Wow. I'm thinking, ooh, something's happening here. I like how the light plane, this light plane comes into land. And they the, the, come and they're sort of playing chicken with with, uh, with the big yeah, Conair, with the big, big aircraft. aircraft. Anyway, they end up running off the runway. They veer off the runway. They all get off the plane. I do like that it says, um, thank you for choosing Conair. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we find out here now that this is the point in the plan where they're supposed to meet the, the drug guy.
3: Yeah, they're, they're meant to meet uh, yes. their, their next hop. They're, yeah. You know, there's meant to be, because oh. he says, where's the plane?
0: Now, so what had happened, in the, when we were in Carson City, the drug dude gets on then, right? Yeah. And the plan was to go to Lerner to pick up the other plane to yes. take them to wherever some non where's the other country. plane, yeah. Yeah. He says, Look, where where's the other plane? So um, they they're wondering that. But then then it Baby-O, the insulin dude, they apparently he's remember during the kerfuffle his insulin was, was all crushed, so he never had any insulin. Yeah. That's another little wrinkle in the plot there. But when when Poe gets off the plane, he realizes he sees Diamond Dog about to execute the officers.
1: What exactly are we discussing here? Poe don't want me to off the pigs. Well, it's not difficult to surmise how Nathan here feels about killing guards. And my own proclivities are uh, well-known and uh, often lamented facts of penal lore. (laughs) What I'm wondering is why you have any opinion about it at all. Cyrus, this is your barbecue, man, and it tastes good. But I was just saying to Mister Dog over here that if it was my barbecue, I'd wait for that old jumbo jet in the sky before I start killing the only leverage. Shut the fuck up! Don't you want to get high and get laid and shit? Oh fuck this! Put the gun down. Put the gun down, Nathan. Pose right.
0: So that's the second time Cyrus has yes. Remember when the bloke was going to? <laughs> he sees something in this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that that's worked in his favour. We see Garland Green. Here's another really cool bit where he goes off wandering. Do you notice he wanders yeah. off? Wanders, he yeah. finds a find house and a little oh, girl. Mate. She's in an empty pool. She's playing. Super creepy thinking, set what of you things. thinking here? Were you a little bit worried here?
3: I was thinking this girl is going to be a victim yeah. in the most gruesome possible way. Uh, but, but the weird thing is I knew we weren't going to see it. Yes. Like I, I knew just based on everything, the way the movie had been shot and played and everything, yeah. I knew this was just gonna. This was just messing with our heads. Here's a guy who's just been yeah, philosophical, yeah. and now he's been presented with, basically, you know, for him, is yes, a victim.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Now, meanwhile, they're digging the plane out because it, remember it veered off the runway. A Poled plot out. hole. Yeah. Seriously, well, it veered off plot the hole. runway.
3: Well, they're, they're digging a plane. Like, if you ever tried digging a four wheel drive out of sand, that's yeah.
0: hard. This that's thing's a problem. plane. Yes. Okay. Gives him a bit of time though. Poe is off. Uh, he says, well, "I'll get the fuel truck," and he, he's obviously he, his real motivation is to try to find a syringe for his mate. Yeah, yep. Because yep. I think he's got one bottle of insulin. Needs a syringe. Um, but when he goes looking in this in this little little garage area, he gets grabbed from behind, and we're thinking, "Who the hell's this?" Meanwhile, Garland is talking to the little girl, and he says, "Oh, you, do you want?" She says, "Oh, you want to play? What's your name?" And then they start the exchange. So that we leave that again for a second. Now Poe, meanwhile, has been. Um, there's a guy who's who's got the plane for the Mexican drug lord, has cornered him, but Larkin steps in. Did you yes. see this bit where Larkin goes, right? Are you guys, um, you know, you you take 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 it easy there, and he recognizes Cameron Poe, and he says uh, he asks him a few questions.
3: Can I lower this? Go ahead. You're
2: going to lower yours. Sorry, boss, but there's only two men I trust. One of them's me, the other's
0: not you. <laughs> One of them's me, the other one's not you. And, and then we find out here, which really confirms our suspicion here. He goes, look, I can't trade a friend's life. I can't do it. So um, he's, uh, he, I think Larkin mentions that he, he spoke to his wife and Nick uh, Poe lays out the plan.
1: If this thing goes bad, Larkin, I'm afraid my daughter won't understand. If you talk to my wife again, you tell her. I love her. She's my hummingbird,
2: but I couldn't leave a fallen man behind. He'll do that for me, won't you, Locken? Sure, I will. What are you gonna do for me? What do you think I'm gonna do? I'm gonna save the fucking day.
3: <laughs> it's just these. So the the filmmaking brilliance here, right? Is right. Rewind to the old old couple in the car yeah. in Fresno. The music, right? It it puts you in a you know, like in a fifties movie when you're watching that. And here again, it's this you know, almost romantic music that makes you go, "This is you know, this is a real connection here." He's hero. He's really
0: he's a hero. Yeah. Worried
3: about his wife and all this stuff. It's he's a hero. Right? That's the bottom. So point.
0: well done. I like we're we're cutting back to uh, Garland Green and the little girl. What
2: are you sick? Yeah. Why do you ask? You look sick. I am sick. You take medicine? There is no medicine for what I have. Want to sing? Sing? You know he's got the whole world in his hands? <laughs> yes, I do. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole my world. Come on.
3: <laughs> so. Again, right? There's a there's a self awareness there. Like this guy, worst of the worst, knows he's sick and knows it can't be treated. Like there's something actually really profound about that too.
0: He's like he's like it's like Hannibal Lecter. He's a really smart guy who just happens to be a psychopath. Yeah. In this instance, this little girl's gone through to him, which is nice. Now, um, Larkin's called in the fact that the plane's on the ground. You better get here. The private jet fires up. So remember when. Yep. When, um, so uh, Larkin and Poe head out <clears throat> and the the private jet fires up, but Larkin thinks I'm going to stop this plane. He, he works out what's happening here. Yes. He goes, I'm going to prevent it. So I like how he sort of, it, it's He makes, he makes through. a
3: really, really fast dash against a plane to yeah. get to an excavator.
0: It's a crane or something. Yeah. And just wrecks the back of the plane.
3: Uh, you know, and I think if we, if we put a stopwatch on that whole scene, <laughs> I don't know how he got there. Yeah, Let's it's pretty, be honest.
0: Well, pretty well executed. But then we see the planes crash, there's fuel everywhere, and they hear the kerfuffle and Cyrus and the other guys come over. They see that they're, they're playing to get them out of there, and the guy who's supposed to take them he's kind of double-crossed them, and uh, the consequences aren't very good.
2: Cyrus, oh, help me!
0: Looks like you missed your
1: connection.
2: We were, we were coming to get you.
0: Please. say Anara.
3: Ah! <laughs> say yeah.
0: Anara. Yeah, so many good one-liners in this movie. Uh, so, yeah, we see him uh, all burnt up, and then it sets off an explosion. I do like that... Pose found the syringe. Yes, Remember he dives out of the window and ends up under a truck next to this old bloke who's hiding yes. as well.
3: Tells him where to find it.
0: He shows him. He goes. Uh, he goes. I need a syringe, old time. He goes. Oh, d- d- drugs will kill you. Don't you should have been doing that. <laughs> that was a nice little bit. So anyway, next bit we see is Cyrus who is outlining his plan for the boneyard.
1: The convoy will enter the boneyard through here. Initially, we take out the first car, then we take out the last, creating a trap. An airtight cage filled with lots and lots of
0: dead people. That's <laughs> just so. This is the next bit of the movie. We can sort of sweep through it pretty quick because it's him. the The attack that uh, the the, the chopper approaches. They've set up all the gas bottles. Yeah. Uh, Poe's got his syringe. Goes. I'm going to go for it. So he he dashes back. Yeah. Firefight, explosions, uh, Garland. He's walking back with a doll in his hand and you don't know what the hell has happened yeah, to the girls. It's, uh, it's he,
3: pretty it's a pretty okay. sad moment in time, you're thinking that's that's not
0: good. Yes. Now he what he does as well, he um he has the syringe, but he stops he, again, stops the rapist with the officer. Firefight's still going on outside. Um he's hook you see Larkin oh no, he he hooks up the plane. Remember, he takes the. There was a big cable on the back of yeah. the big rope.
3: He hooked it up he, to a pole. Like,
0: hooked it up to something to a pole, um, and uh, then once once they get up off the ground, and then what what happens that they they all get on board. The firefight's over. Let's get the hell out of here. The the rope then hooks around and grabs onto Malloy's car, car. Thinking, what uh, are the odds <laughs> of that? Yeah, he says that. Uh, remember, they see him flying. It's just up visually. Isn't that your car?
3: It's just <laughs> visually such a great scene because the car is just flying in the air aerodynamically yes. behind the plane. That Crackers scene where Malou tower. looks up and sees his own car. It just <laughs> yeah. everything is great about yeah. that.
0: The tower crashes on the ground here. him. I do love this bit though. You see the plane taking off, and who do we see? The little girl's waving. Yes, she's waving. She's all right. And she's see, all this right. is
3: and that's that's the point where you go so. We've got a bloke who's philosophical. He's self-aware. Yeah, he knows he's got an illness, but he he's, also yeah. seemingly has a heart or something. Yeah, because yes.
0: that's an easy win for him. That's his story arc, definitely. And yeah. we also, I love. I was laughing the little the bloke who ran out of the light plane. He's still running. Remember, they said before they said, "Oh, <laughs> keep going run for days before he finds anyone." Uh, so uh, we see them on board. They're singing "Sweet Home Alabama." Cyrus has handed a letter. About, I think he about. It's his parole letter. His parole letter, and no, I think it's a letter from his daughter as well. Oh,
3: that's right. Sorry, yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: My birthday was July fourteenth, and so he thinking. Hang on a minute. There is a traitor amongst us because yeah, someone, he, he, he connects he, everything together. Does he? Of the authorities. Is it a coincidence? Someone tied a rope to the plane. So, what the hell's going on?
1: We have a traitor in our midst now. How do we flush a traitor? I don't know, but as we count three, I will find out who is on my team and who is not. That would be one, two, three. Wait, it was me.
2: It was me. Don't listen to him, man. The, the insulin i him crazy.
1: You have been near death the entire trip? Yeah,
0: motherfucker, it was me. No, he's, he slipped out, man. He's nuts. He's pretty clever, huh, bitch?
1: Jesus! No, that's clever.
0: So yeah, the the insulin dude, Baby O, now got a bullet hole in his stomach. So the the uh, the the uh, stakes are getting higher here. Uh, the attack choppers finally catch up with the plane as well. Finally, They're oh mate, fired. was able
3: to drive there quicker. But anyway, <laughs> moving
0: on. because when before they arrived, I think they were trying to drive to Luna as well. The attack choppers. Mm. Anyway, long story short, they do catch up. Um, and the they they start firing on the plane. I, I like this little bit here. Remember, there was the guy dressed up. With the, in, he's had a, he's got a dress on for this dancing or all Yes, on, and he comes up. He was near the cockpit. So door.
3: you've never seen
0: Mash, but <laughs> so, yeah, I know. I know what it, you're talking it was about. Who's a clinger? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You asking me? I've never seen Mash. Yeah, but the guy. This makes me laugh every time I watch it because he, the guy dressed up in the in the dress, tries to stop him getting in the cockpit, and Poe thinks about punching him, but he decides to slap him instead. <laughs> so he gets into the cockpit, and they're realizing, you know what? They're under fire.
3: Target is locked,
0: sir. Malloy, he's got the plane. We're not over civilian population. Now's the time, sir. Don't fire.
2: Malloy, listen to him. He's a friend. He's just trying to get home to see his wife and kids. Don't
0: fire. And now's the time, sir. All fire. I said, hold fire. Thank you. So they decide not to blow them out of the sky. Yeah. They they realize quickly, though, that hang on a minute, we've got to get on the ground because they they did take some damage. Yes. And uh, Swamp Thing, who's the pilot that they picked up from Castle City, Mm -hmm. decides, you know what? If we're going to land this thing, we're going to have to land in Vegas. They're near Vegas. And he lines up on the strip. Yes, he does. Yeah. Which has trees in the
3: middle. Well, Let's just
0: start with He's right. Yep. The strip's the only place to land. Now you and I know Vegas very well. We yes. go there. We go there every year. Been going there for years. We know Vegas as well as our, as well as we know Sydney. Yeah. So when he says to them, "We're going to land in Vegas," and they're going to land on the strip, the first thing we see is they fly over the Hard Rock Cafe. You know the big guitar, yeah, which is guitar, off the strip, which is about five blocks off the strip, perpendicular to the strip. Yep. yep. And I do love that while this is all going on, Garland Green is singing at the top of his voice. He's got the whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. <laughs> <It> <laughs> is, <man. laughs>
0: So I do like the bit where it is a really fast tour of Vegas because they combine old Mate, Fremont Street, New Vegas. Yeah. It's really anyone who knows Vegas thinking, come on, this And this- by the
3: way, if you don't uh, know Vegas the the airport is just off it's the right strip off
0: the strip yeah you can walk <laughs> right to it from the strip that's correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah anyone with any vegas knowledge will be laughing their heads off at the, during this during mm-hmm. the scene it ends up crashing into a casino lobby i like this bit where the propeller actually comes off the plane and comes through not only the fuselage but also comes right in between cyrus and Poe as well that was a nice little touch uh Poe is uh the they they plane comes to a halt. They've uh he's still alive. He helps the female officer, He's insulin dude, baby O gets his insulin. Yeah, yeah. I do like this little comical bit where Cyrus pokes his head out of the bottom of the plane, it's like a cartoon. Yes. Um and uh they says, Righto, take care of things here. And then if he says to Bishop, which is the female officer, he goes, next time you take the bus. Next time the bus. <laughs> Now, Poe's wife and Casey arrive. Arrive, yes. Right? Now, here's the bit where I'm thinking, what the hell are you doing? Larkin and Poe happen to b- get to the same spot at the same time, and they notice Cyrus escaping
3: on a fire truck.
0: So what do what they do? They do? do? His it's wife my, and child he's child my never my met.
3: He's what never met it? this girl. Yes. She's 10 meters away. No, yes. I'm going to jump on a motorbike let's and try and chase down have a, chase. a fire truck.
0: So they decide. Now they're in old Vegas suddenly, and they're God. Cyrus, I love how he's in. Uh, he's on top of the, the fire truck, firing the water cannon. Yeah. Just FYI, fire trucks, especially the ladder truck that we see Don't there, have cannot cannon. pump water and drive at the same time.
3: So, <laughs> so
0: <laughs> Poe actually ends up climbing up onto the truck. Larkin jumps on as well. he they have a bit of a fight. I think Cyrus gets stabbed with a wooden pole and he handcuffs him to the ladder. Remember yeah. that? And I love the fact that he's suddenly in a construction site he gets flung off the ladder in a construction site and uh, he I, I love I laugh every time when before the truck crashes, you watch carefully next time when Poe jumps off the fire truck, he waves his arms around. He's, he's, he looks like a fish on a hook. He waves his arms around. I laugh every time I see that. So <laughs> yeah, if you're re-watching it, keep an eye out for that bit. So now uh, we see that Cyrus, he ends up, I, I do, thinking, how the hell is a construction site now suddenly appearing? Yeah. Nowhere. Yeah. And then he gets his head pounded by this little thing that drops down That's there. That's
3: pretty full on. That's
0: yeah. um good position. Yeah. too. So not only is there a construction site out of nowhere, positions him perfectly to get his head smashed like that. And he, uh, he, he meets Larkin. He goes, okay, now there's three men I trust. So he's taken him in. I do like this little bit where Malloy and and Larkin have uh, – they've, they've suddenly they've, – they've got together. You okay? No. Good. Glad we didn't shut it down, huh? Oh, yeah, it worked out much better this way. Oh.
1: <laughs> the place <laughs> – I'm
2: apologize about the
0: car.
3: I know a good body shop in Fresno. It's insured. <laughs> I was bored of that car worked out nicely then. <laughs> I was bored of that <laughs> car. Worked out nicely. This was much better than shooting it down. Vegas has been destroyed. It's just there's some great lines, yeah.
0: <laughs> but now, finally, Poe, the idiot, has decided to go back and meet his wife and daughter, which he yeah, should genius. have done 10 yep. minutes ago. And uh, he, does find, he does offer his little girl, he's got a present for her. I got a present for you, Casey.
2: Look dirty, Casey, sweetie. You take your daddy's present now. No, 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 honey. It's okay. I got a picture. A
0: picture of you. I got a picture of you too. That was nice, wasn't it? Nice. No, very nice scene. I do I do love the very ending. It's quite funny, the very ending, where they're back in the, uh, in the casino. Shooter. Does the
3: new shooter feel lucky? Well, does he? Yes. Yes, he
0: does. It's Garland Green. Yep. He's got – he's, he's, right? he's a new man. He's reformed. <laughs> And I do love it. They do the great credits in this one, too. They do the credits with their full picture and their name underneath. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, I I love that. Now, there's a lot of good lines to get through here, mate. So did you catch one of these ones? Let's talk about the – when he first gets on the plane, our old Cyrus asks a question. Oh, stewardess, stewardess, what's the in-flight movie today? (laughs) Well, I think you'll like it, Cyrus. It's called I'll Never Make Love
2: to a Woman on the Beach Again. And it's preceded by the award-winning short No More Steak for Me
1: Ever. Funny fucker, aren't you?
0: <laughs> I do love mm. this. And I do remember the scene where he goes, oh, we're going to make this landing in Carson City as planned. And he goes, have you lost your mind?
1: Pilot wants to know what's next. He's to land at Carson City Airport as scheduled. Carson City, the law is down there. You lost your mind. According to my
0: last psych evaluation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I reckon this is probably one of my favourites of the whole movie.
2: Define irony. Bunch of idiots dancing on a plane to a song made famous by a band that
0: died in a plane crash. (laughs) Yet another Garland Green line. How did that happen? I'm sure we've already pointed out a few plot holes here, but uh, yeah. just for your edification, I've got a couple more. Uh, type 1 diabetics would need food rather than insulin. That would have helped him out. It just, all he had to do was eat. Just, had to, just uh, need eat. some lollies. Yeah, yeah so that's a sign and symptoms that he's, uh, he's got low blood sugar, so he'd just need food to fix it, to fix the low blood sugar So uh, rather than insulin. Now, uh, an aircraft which has several high security prisoners would not land at a civilian airport to transfer prisoners. True. Another major plot hole. And also, too, that once the the marshal, remember the marshal was shot and killed on the airfield? And, you know, full of uh, aircraft, full of prisoners escaping. There's no way Uncle Bob's scenic tour aircraft would have been allowed to take off shortly (laughs) afterwards. I was like, mate, you better stay here. True. Uh, Now, at the end of the movie, I think we mentioned this already, Cyrus crashes through the overpass. And do you remember how he was supposed to have been handcuffed to the ladder? He manages to get through that, gets through the power lines and land on a conveyor belt as well uh, before the pneumatic hammer smashes him in the middle of Las Vegas. (sighs) Gruesome stuff. Yeah, gruesome end for Cyrus the virus. Things you might not know, Trev. One one idea for the movie, they thought, you know, why don't we get the plane to crash into the White House instead of Vegas? Wow. The producer thought, yeah, I don't think that would. Uh, we'd better crash it in Vegas rather than in uh, in the White House. Plus, the year before Independence Day had them blowing up the White House already. Right, so I was
3: going to say, there's been a bit there. of that. They kind of stole, time yeah. Yeah,
0: they stole their thunder. The real Conair, the one that's used in real life actually uses three different types of planes. It's the Hawker 800. They use a Boeing 737 yeah. and a Saab 2000. So there you go. The, uh, the C-123 is not very well used. Now, I like this. In During an interview on the Graham Norton show, John Malkovich, who appeared there with Samuel L. Jackson, this is in 2015, and uh, they pointed out the fact that they've never been in a film together. Uh, and Jackson made the jibe. Well, you know, m- none of my movies, uh, I'm a, you know, he's pointed to Malkovich saying, Look, you're, you're a serious actor. Yeah. And, he, and his Malkovich's reply in 2015 was, No, no, no. I was in Con Air. If that was serious, I'm an astronaut. <laughs> that was his reply. <laughs> that is good. Did you notice, what do you reckon the body count was in this movie? Have a guess 37, higher. Fifty seven. Lower. Fifty one. Forty three. Okay. When the I was plane pretty close the first time. Yeah, not bad. When the plane lands in Carson City, do you remember this bit? There is the, the guards have uh across their in their on their windbreakers department hmm. of prisons. Yes. But the bus that brings them to the airfield has Bureau of Prisons. Oh, so uh, you know, what which is make your mind up. Government, well mate,
3: it's bureaucracy. Yeah. They probably change regularly. It's like the police force and the police what do plus they call it, it?
0: Plus it's a movie. Yes, it's I mean.
3: also a movie. Yes.
0: <laughs> now Colin Meany, who plays Malloy, right? The dude with the accent, the Irish accent. Now, if you're a true movie nerd and a Star Trek nerd, you'll notice a couple of things here. He's got a keychain. On his keychain is a Star Trek. Communicator ornament on it. Now, Cole Meany happened to be on Star Trek. He was on Star Trek The Next Generation and also in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. A oh, little inside joke for the Trekkie nerd. <clears throat> there you go, mate. That was Conair. Give us your wrap up and rating.
3: I um, I loved it. Good fun movie. As you say earlier, Easy, easily rewatchable when it's just on TV or like this is one mm. that when you get it on fetch you buy it so it sits in your library you know when some you got people around you're like let's just watch a movie or whatever put it on the back this is just a great movie to put on so yeah i really enjoyed it for its for, for so much of the, the storyline reality. you
0: know <laughs> frivolity but also those yeah. weirdly poignant moments you know yeah, you know, I, I do like that about it it is <clears> if, if just taking it on face value it's just a big like i said a big dumb action movie that's a lot of fun it's funny it's funny. Doesn't take itself too seriously.
3: I don't want to give it a nine because I feel like that's a bit yeah. bit much. I think it's an eight and a half.
0: Okay, that's fair. I'm about the same. I'll give it an eight and a half as well. Shall we look forward to next week, Trev? Let's go. Next week, we are doing Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, so fantastic yes. film starring Harrison Ford, directed by our man Let Steve. me
3: tell you right now what I'll say at the start of next week's show. All right. Big Boulder. Rolling down towards someone. Must Ah, be the climax of the movie because it's all I've ever seen.
0: Okay. You've never seen the whole movie, but you do know that. I've seen that. It's actually not the climax. It's actually the very start. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Hello. Your millionaire question. Yep. Indiana Jones is the main character played by Harrison Harrison Ford. Ford. Yes. He has a phobia. Oh. He's afraid of A, dogs, B, snakes, C, spiders, D, cats. Harrison Ford. No, well, Indiana Jones' character. Oh,
3: Indiana Jones' character. Indiana
0: Jones in the story has a phobia. He's scared of one of the spider. Spiders. Cake. Wrong. He's scared of snakes. (sighs) And uh, you see plenty of them in the film as well.
3: Oh, okay.
0: So that was Con Air. We hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. I enjoyed that one because it was quite funny and a lot of action and explosion and all this (laughs) silly stuff as well. And which makes a that that makes a good movie in my opinion. And Vegas, baby, us too. Yeah, in Vegas at the end, yeah, that was awesome. If you've ever been to Vegas, yeah, don't be looking at Con Air as no. a what Vegas is like, because it's probably all wrong. Right. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. We look forward to you joining us next week for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Trevor, I look forward to seeing you then. See you then.